Welcome, everybody, to the Mid-Level Show. I am your host, Ben Rogers. I am with my brother and PA over in the Johnson City office and in Kingsport, Andy Rogers. Andy, how are you? Oh, wow, Ben. Thank you so much for having me on the show. What a pleasure it is. How was my intro? Uh, the intro is great. You're killing it. I love this vibe. It's very relaxed. I feel good. Um, I got my Dolly mug. Have a Holly Dolly Christmas. Yes. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, Ben. Well, one, one thing, I, I, I've been thinking about our conversation uh, coming over here. I drove in from Knoxville today, and it's a really interesting topic. Why don't you tell the audience like what we're going to talk about today? Okay, yes. I am very passionate about this project, and two... I thought whenever we were discussing topics, it's like pick something you're really passionate about. Diabetes is an easy choice. That's my go-to feel bad for Andy's story is, oh, diabetes, no offense out there. But yes, I talk about it all the time. This is one that I think is a public service announcement. If you're listening and you're not in this age group, you may know somebody in this age group or have kids that are in this age group, and it's important to talk to them early steroid use and technically this is steroid abuse early testosterone use at the gym for young males this is middle school as early as middle school high school and college so you said early steroid use i've never associated testosterone with steroid why don't you kind of connect those two for us i've i've thought of it as a performance enhancer Mm-hmm. But um, why is testosterone a steroid? So testosterone is your natural steroid. That's what we naturally make. So in our context of using testosterone for hypogonadism, for low testosterone levels in males, it's, it's, a, it's a prescription medication. It's a Schedule three controlled drug under the DEA. So with steroids, what it, steroids just get a bad name, but steroids are good when you need steroids. But performance enhancement is another great term for using that yes but it has a lot of consequences and it's not used well at the gym and also too i hate to say it psa the trainer is not trained and licensed to prescribe those drugs they don't come from a prescription they come from illegal illicit sources whether or not you trust that person at the gym or your buddy at the gym it's not a safe alternative you do not know and cannot verify what's in that bottle you are getting so when people use hormones or they get on bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, uh, a lot of what you're saying is it, uh, it's about intention. What are you using it for? Intention and also filling a deficit. So I tell almost every patient that comes in the room with me, I sit down, I have them look at the labs with me, and I say, this is your number. We're hoping it gets to this number with a relief of symptoms. So there's proof on the paper, yes. Whether or not, and we can discuss later in a different podcast about low numbers, suboptimal testosterone levels versus actual clinical hypogonadism. But really, that's what we're looking at. The intention is to fill a deficit of increasing your total testosterone because it is low with symptoms. What's happening in the gym and what I'm seeing a lot is that I'm getting a lot of patients in their in their late 20s, early 30s actually with low T. Mm-hmm almost every time, and this doesn't happen every time, but almost every time they have a history of using steroids for a, sh- for a short term in high school or in college. College baseball happens all the time. Take some testosterone, and it comes in different names, so it's not just testosterone. So I'm going to read some of these to you so that you know what it is when you're talking about it. So there's something called... Dianabol, Deca, Durabolin, these are Winstraws, another big one. Um, Deca and Winstraw, the ones that I've, I've heard of more commonly. Equipoise, so this is, these are 
horse equine is horse that's a horse steroid and these are not slang terms these are actual like this injectable is actual... steroids absolutely nandrolone uh decan uh decanoate is one of them that's just the clinical term that that's like the the legal name for it depotestosterone is testosterone cypionate which is the most common one that we prescribe all these these are scheduled i'm just going to tell you again they're schedule three controlled substances you aren't supposed to get them at less from a licensed provider pamp physician who is actually has uh, a, a DA li we have to have DEA numbers and licenses in order to prescribe these and the reason we can prescribe them here at performance medicine is we do it a for a reason and two or a two a and B we do it safely that's why we check labs what's happening here so we we have to get into the the biology of it so okay. this is what's happening if you give your brain and the way that it talks to your hormones or talks to the rest of your body through the use of hormones hormones are chemical messengers so it's sending out little minions to go say make something do something in the rest of your body the pituitary in the middle of your brain that's what it does it's like a thermostat so you always want to be at homeostasis. You don't want to be too hot, too cold. So your body through your pituitary will tell you if you're too hot or too cold. If you add heat into a room with a thermostat, the thermostat's never going to turn on. It doesn't think, does that make sense? If we have a thermostat in this room right here. Okay. If you bring in a heater and it's cold outside and you bring in a heater, that thermostat doesn't think it recognizes that heat and will not turn on. But it's thinking, oh, I, it's don't, hot need, in I here. don't need to be used. It's hot in here. Right. I don't need to be used. Right. That's your pituitary. So if you're adding heat, testosterone, to this room, it doesn't think that it needs to turn on. So that's what's happening is that you're shutting off that access. Your brain turns that part of it off through luteinizing hormone. It gets kind of complicated, but that's what's happening with when they come and see us because they clinically have low T now, but it's through early use of steroids that's causing it. And the purpose of them doing it early, the idea is why are kids doing this? It's, it's, it's to roid out, to get bigger in the gym. I wore the tightest shirt possible today to illustrate. Actually, it's mom's shirt. This is a women's shirt, okay? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, do not be fooled. I am not this big. Hey, this you, is you look just, great, though. This is, a, this is a baby gap small, okay? <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> but, but that's true. So, so they're, they're having this, uh, to me, now I've never been approached for steroids <laughs> I don't know why I've always been. I probably could have used them at that ask time. I'm like Andy. Are I've you on never been. No, and if I was, you know, they're not legit. <laughs> so, so I've never been approached. So this is only through anecdotal, through patient stories that I've heard, or through friends that have been approached. You get asked at the gym, "Hey, do you want to take this?" Or two, it happens on on in college. I've heard it yeah. with college baseball teams. I don't know. You played, you played professional sports and also too, you played college sports. Have you ever been approached? Has anybody ever said this will help your, te uh, your tennis by taking this? Honestly, no. And, and I'll tell and you ben, why. That's a shame. It must be from Vince got that. And you got a very innocent look about you, which is great. You've got <laughs> well, that, the good I, old boy next door. The, the reason being is, you know, it was so highly monitored, like you're, you're drug tested all the time. Right. And, um, you know, I was never approached. I, at the level I was at it, I didn't know of anybody who was taking steroids, but I know it does happen. So it's not like I'm the except. Maybe I am the exception. I don't know. But no, I wasn't approached, which is interesting, especially in, in high school. 
in high school. Now, creatine, creatine, you know, I have, I've not been approached, but I have uh, been around people who were taking it. Right. I've thought, okay, well, should I be taking it? That sort of thing. A little bit different with okay. how that works. A little bit different. That's more of an upper to get you to get, to improve your improve your performance. Yes, too, but not an that's not an anabolic steroid. That's not a hormone that's going in and saying make a change at the muscular level. Okay, this is what's happening is that kids want to be bigger at the gym. So uh, kids, middle school, high schoolers college age kids they want to get more gains at the gym they want bigger muscles they want to be huge they want to get ripped and it works that does work when you do that at the gym does it work absolutely yes you will be ripped even for competitions um some rulings i don't know the specific rulings for bodybuilding competitions but a lot of those guys are doing are doing just that um also too it helps out with um with uh, performance enhancements with sports as well sure. when you're not being monitored for that stuff the reason I think this is an important podcast for viewers to be listening to viewing see if your kids are being approached about this this is happening much earlier and I didn't think it was that common until I came into practice here to where I'm seeing people in their 30s young young 30 year olds late 20 year olds even some 24 25 that have had that history and now clinically have to be treated for low T. And it's great that they're coming to offices like ours where it can be done safely, but it's just, uh, we're catching it on the late end. You can, I would, I would encourage you if you're looking for getting more muscle growth, that's just not the way to do it when you have testosterone. Before doing anything, get your hormones checked. See where your testosterone is. And see where it is and then see how you feel at that point. And just, you know, because I'm a, a lay person and for the audience here, like what you're saying is when, when you take in something that's an, like an anabolic steroid, it's basically signaling to your body you don't have to. You don't have to produce it on yes, your own. Exactly. Okay. You don't have to make it on your own. And, and then you stop. And, and then, then you stop. Okay. And then your body doesn't catch up. It doesn't say, "Oh, now I'm going to make just as much." It's not going to produce as well. It's like so. Even when your body is like, because I'm thinking they come to you to like fire it back up, right? They come to us because now they have a deficit. You can fire it up. There's ways to fire up luteinizing hormone through Clomid and Clomid is a drug that will not directly give you testosterone but as a secondary effect gives you testosterone an increase in testosterone okay what's happening is that the doses are I had to say they're insane the do, the doses are crazy starting off I've had some patients that said they would take 500 milligrams a week or twice a week at the gym legally like what we can prescribe the max dose is 300 milligrams every five days and that's when you are severely resistant to testosterone so you're already starting off at a huge huge bump of testosterone of a source you're not sure of really where it's coming from i've had a patient too that had thought he was getting a certain type of testosterone and we checked his testosterone and it was in the 40s so he wasn't getting what he was told he was being getting through a mislabeling so you think you're getting 500 milligrams of ananthate when you really you're getting something else uh, out of curiosity it's cr and so to me it's super dangerous it's just super dangerous no it sounds really dangerous and, and one thing i want to know because you're looking at you know testosterone levels all the time where are these t levels getting up to because I would imagine if you're taking oh true right if, if you're, you're getting up amount. well I would have expected that one to be very very high right. um I, they, now normal levels are anywhere from 250 to 1100 so when you're cruising in puberty range like when you're in your late teens 20s it should be 
high. It mm-hmm. should be closer to 1100, 1200. It should be on the high end. Um, and there shouldn't really be any symptoms with that. I've seen one to where uh, a patient was getting it off the internet and was doing upwards of 500 twice a week. And mm. it was legit testosterone because the testosterone was elevated and it was 3,600 on labs. So what that predisposes you to are side effects. Side effects can be a too much muscle growth, um, testicular atrophy because you're not signaling to the testicles to make testosterone, uh, severe acne because testosterone is androgenic, um, failure of the pituitary is the biggest part of that, which is dangerous enough. It can thicken your blood with hemoglobin hematocrits. So the bug can get way too thick. His was pretty thick as well. So you had to thin it out through therapeutic phlebotomy, donating and giving mm-hmm. blood. Mm-hmm. Estrogen, the conversion of estrogen uh, is aromatization. So it can get way too high. This particular case, the estrogen got to, I believe 150 and we want it in the twenties, thirties or forties. So it can grow male breast gynecomastia. Mm-hmm. Um, it can Weaken the bones, it can stunt your growth because it accelerates skeletal muscle growth. So it can stunt your growth if you take it too early, too. The opposite effect of what you're wanting to happen. You don't want stunted growth. Unless yeah. you do, gymnast, sure, maybe you want stunted growth and that's fine. But but there is a there's a ton of side effects, which is what kind of gives testosterone. To me, it gives testosterone kind of a negative connotation because when it's not used it is such a good tool for a lot of people, mm-hmm. but when used not in the right situation, uh, and for, I, I never want to think that testosterone is a muscle gainer. It can, it hits receptors in the muscles and can make muscles grow. Yes. But that's not the purpose of, of, of what we do with testosterone here, but it's just, there's so much that can be done at an early age with education. I'm not doing it. And I'll tell anybody that's currently doing it, I'd encourage you to stop and get levels checked, but to not to be afraid to say it. All the patients that have talked to me about it have been very honest, which is a hard and vulnerable place mm-hmm. to come from to say that that's mm-hmm. part of their history. Um, but it's treatable afterwards. So if that's been part of your history and you're going back to baseline symptoms of low energy, low sex drive, increased belly fat, depression, then there's ways to come fix it and fix it appropriately, safely, and efficiently. I do want to give y'all some some facts. I just didn't know facts. this about this. There's some there's some um, there's some steroid. Uh, abu- this is just the um, a part of the DEA's website for steroid abuse. Um, this says National Institute on Drug Abuse estimates that more than half a million eighth and tenth grade students are now using steroids. Um, and they don't know that steroids are risky. They don't know that this is bad for you. That's short-term gains for a long-term consequences. Um, another study indicates that over a million Americans or 0.5% of the adult population said they had used anabolic steroids. Anabolic means building steroids at one point in their life. Um, so it's just, it's, it's, out there and it's in if it's in this community in the tri-cities then it's everywhere how like how far after the fact are you seeing these patients and like when are they going to start to feel the consequences of you said short-term short-term gains for long-term consequences yeah you know are are we talking years or it could be years okay it could be years later i've had some cases where they use it in college and then at 30 they're having symptoms i've had some that used it for six months, as short as six months, and then one year later, they're having symptoms of OT, and the T is low on paper. But there's a lot of ways, too, which I found interesting from some of these studies. 
of masking it. So there's a lot of, they, there's um, cycling, there's stacking. Um, they will add a lot of the stuff that we add clinically as well to mask the effects on a drug test. Does well, that make sense? So by masking, you mean uh, so that people won't know that you're taking an anabolic yes. steroid. Yes. And does that make it even worse for you out of curiosity or, or just true? It's a lot of stress on your, on your system for a certain amount of time. So it can be stressors for a couple months and then you're taking it off and your body doesn't know what to do and it's out of whack. So absolutely it's stress on your system. And this is different if you're listening and you use testosterone through a licensed provider for clinical hypogonadism, there is something called cycling that helps, uh, if you have low T, say if your T is around 230, 250, you want to get on testosterone. You do, but you also want to have kids because testosterone is part of sperm count. Um, and you want to have kids later on, but you need testosterone early on. You can cycle off, get on Clomid, increase luteinizing hormone, which can, it's a fertility drug. So there is something that cycling is okay with, um, but cycling in the gym is not good. I feel like I'm going to, is this going to be negative for us for the gym? I just don't want, I don't want to be like, I feel like I'm being very like cautionary well, and this is dangerous, but two, there's just a lot. You're just going to save yourself. A, you're going to save yourself money. Kids, if you're in high school and you're doing it and you're doing it and you're a, you're paying for it somehow right now. Cause it, that's going to cost money at the gym to do it. A B it's illegal. It's uh, up to you. I looked at it. If you're delivering it, I think if you're administering illegal drugs, I think it could be five years in prison with over a million dollars. That might be a fact check you need to do. But if you're taking it, if you take it and they catch you, it's a, it could be a max of a year in prison with a fine is on top of that just for taking it. Well, I, I think this is so important because what we're trying to do here is, is educate people on hormones. And it's such a big part of what we're up to. And you know, I think, you know, what's happening is we talk a lot about the protective nature of hormones right. and what seems to be happening is when, you know, you make a decision like this, it, it takes away from the protective nature of hormones later on, or, right. or, or it's going to force you to, um, it's going to, you're going to have to, you're going to have to get on it later on anyways. Right. You're going to, you're in that, and, and that it can just save you so much time. I love testosterone. Testosterone is amazing. And when used in, but it can get just like Adderall with ADHD, when that's used in the right setting, it's an amazing life changing, increased quality of life drug. When not used in the right setting, it increases sure. blood pressure, makes you jittery and can make you addicted to a drug you didn't even need in the first place. So it kind of, uh, and two, if you've ever been in the room with me, I usually pull out the labs and say, we're filling a deficit. We have several ways to do this and we want to do it safely. When there's not a deficit and there's not a reason to do it, th then that's something that I don't think that's, that's not good medicine. That's not something we want anyways for a high schooler. Um, and it's just going to save you. There's so much on the front end that you can do. I do think it's important too, though, to always get hormones checked. So when you turn 30, I think, A, you should get preventative Botox. That's going to be our next one, and I can't <laughs> wait. My eyebrows are raised right now, but you cannot tell. That is it. You should get your first set of Botox, if not before then, for preventative reasons. Ounce of prevention, pound of cure. Thank you. Um, and, and two, get your hormones checked. See, when you feel good, you should know where your testosterone is so that when you do feel that dip, you can make the comparison. There's just... Um, it's just, I get so passionate about it because I feel 
like w something could have been said to these mm -hmm. young guys and girls. This is not exclusive to just men, females as well, just way less, uh, uh, way less as far as statistics of who's using steroids early, but it can happen with females too. But I just feel I, my heart hurts whenever I come across this because there could have been prevention. There could have been someone there. And I hate the influence of, and trainers are great. I use trainers all the time. Fudge fitness. You're the bomb. But when I know fudge is the best, but like, uh, a, I know he would never, yeah. never do that. A, but B, it's like there's so much influence that can happen. Your coaches, your trainers, too. That there's a trust factor in that, and I'm telling you, it's not. I'm telling you, it's if it's not coming from a licensed provider with a DEA number and license used for low clinical hypogonadism, low T don't do it. It's just I've seen some that have brought in their bottles with them, and it was a green liquid with tape around it yeah that's not it's not safe it's not safe and two it gives testosterone a negative view when testosterone used appropriately can be great i feel no, like i'm ranting no that no that's awesome and but one thing i want to ask you is what are some natural alternatives like is there anything yeah. you would recommend for someone who is wanting to you know increase their muscle mass but wants to do it yes. in a safe way yes is that just like Protein, you know. Protein's great. Protein's building, so amino acids, protein, build muscle. Yes. Too much protein can be hard on your kidneys. So creatine, same way. That's more of a, I'm getting a, a, a burst of energy yep. for and, and a, a little bit more out of my workout. When used appropriately can be fine. You just need to check your metabolic panel and see if there's kidney injury to it. Always stay hydrated with creatine and caffeine. Drinking a black cup of coffee is very similar before workouts. Yeah. It, it, caffeine yeah. is good for that, but staying hydrated. There are some natural alternatives too. There's something called masculini tea. It's a GNC supplement that's supposed to increase your free testosterone that anecdotally through some patients have said it's really helped. A lot of it is a proprietary blend of black pepper with saw palmetto and mm -hmm. zinc. These are all things that basically decrease the testosterone converting to other things. Testosterone can stay testosterone. It can change and convert to dihydrotestosterone where saw palmetto helps, or it can convert and aromatize to estrogen where zinc helps. So those are natural ways to just keep tea, tea. Yep. HCG is another way. It's a compound too. And that's part of also to kind of, and you don't get HCG at a, you get it at a compounding pharmacy. And there's a lot of changes too for patients of ours. You know that we haven't been able to get it because it's changed. It's another PSA. It's changed drug classifications. That's why we aren't able to get it right now. Insulin's the same way. It's changed from a drug to a biologic because of the size of the molecule so that so compounders can't make it they have to have a biologic uh, license so that's why we aren't able to get it but hcg done early can actually boost testosterone levels without affecting your pituitary release of luteinizing hormone which then says make more testosterone i keep pointing here and here pituitary luteinizing hormone testosterone and it's, and it's that's it's a signaler so the the big problem with t levels is people aren't getting the signal they're not getting the signal okay yep. and they're that's not the getting most the important signal. thing uh, yes yes it's just it's dampened think of the pituitary and think of it as your thermostat if the thermostat's not up you're not releasing same thing with thyroid if the 
the pituitary has low th- uh, thyroid stimulating hormone, you're not going to make the thyroid as well. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. Man. I wish I had a diagram I could just draw it up here. Okay, <laughs> I get really, really passionate about that stuff. No, this is this has been great. Uh, one thing I before we stop here, one, I want to ask about growth hormone. Yeah, you know, what, going. what's your thoughts on Samorlin? I know we use it a lot in the office. Who do you use it on and who should stay away from it? Okay, so Samorlin, this is very interesting. This is all related to growth hormone, insulin-like growth factor and growth hormone. We get this a lot. So I rotated in pediatric endocrinology down in Atlanta with one of the best pediatric endocrinologists in that town. He's amazing. Dr. Van Meter, he's the bomb. So we got that a lot. I thought, honestly, we saw a lot of kids with growth hormone deficiency. So with growth hormone deficiency, you're not making GH and you need to replace with growth hormone during critical years of growth. So this is early on. So that helps with skeletal muscle growth and actual bone growth to help reach your height potential. I'm telling you, we had people want growth hormone. I know. People want it for their kids early on so yep. that they become the NBA players. Yep. That happens in this clinic, of course. They educated me a lot on, on parents coming in wanting and requesting that to he, to reach their max height potential. There's just a lot of side effects that can come from actual growth hormone. Um, that you have to check, you have to have fundoscopic exams for it because it can have increased intracranial hypertension. Uh, there's a pseudotumor cerebri that can happen as a result of growth hormone. Um, but when used effectively, when used, again, that's another case, when used for a specific reason, for the deficiency, which requires certain testing, dexamethasone suppression test, um, it it definitely has an effect. It has a reason for it. So that fills the deficiency, and and growth hormone is good for that way. So it do, it does serve a purpose. It serves a purpose when you use efficient growth hormone. When used outside of that, when you have enough growth hormone, same way, it has nasty side effects, and you don't need it. Samorlin's different. Samorlin and tesamorlin are peptides. Mm-hmm. A slow chain of amino acids that go up and say, release more. So it's an indirect way to release more growth hormone. Growth hormone is great for decreasing belly fat, for improved sleep, and increased muscle repair. So it's actually, I, I kind of like some moral. So it's kind of similar to, you know, the testosterone example when you're saying, hey, you just don't want your testosterone to convert to something else. You want it to stay T. Yeah. Same, the same is happening with Samorlin in the sense that the Samorlin is allowing you to use the growth hormone you already have or letting it, it release? It says make more. Okay. It says make more. It doesn't give you more. It says make more. Interesting. It goes in for these peptides. Peptide therapy is going to be huge. And that's that should be another podcast yes. topic for sure. Yeah. Probably with dad. He's... Dr. Rogers. Yeah. And so he's really, really up to date on that. Peptides are great. We use peptides all the time. Peptides, there's BPC-157, there's PT-141, which is used for melanotan, which is also part of uh, this, uh, whatever, with like like steroid abuse and like melanotan and like trying to, like all these stimulants to try to like do things on the black market. Melanotan, um, just changes the color of your skin through this particular peptide. It releases more melanocytes. PT-141 can also increase libido for females. All this does is these peptides go and release EOAs, endogenous endorphins, that release more something, whatever the intent is. Samorlin, that particular one, releases more growth hormone. 
and IGF and, and some like growth factor, I believe. And are you saying is it safe for everybody, or is that something again you want to be pretty safe for everybody? It's age dependent, and also too, it comes at a cost, so it kind of depends on sure. what you're trying to get out of it. I would say if you're wanting better sleep, if you're wanting better muscle repair, if you're an athlete um, who's trying to get rid of belly fat, that's a good thing to add on to. So insulin is actually used in the gym as well. Ill illicitly to, to increase muscle growth. Insulin's a part of that too. That's well, just an interesting I, I subset. I actually was going to mention that. Yeah, that's true. And, and that's, that seems super dangerous. Like it will too. When you don't need it, it's just, it gives you low blood sugar, gives you hypos. So it's just, it's it, when not needed, I, I'm telling you, that's, that's just not the way to go. Well, speaking of exercise, I know you're getting ready to do a workout. So we're going to cut, we're going to cut this podcast. Yeah. Um, ripping out of this t-shirt <laughs> Andy thank you for joining us on the mid-level yes, show thank as you. always that's great guys thank you for watching this has been the mid-level show I'm your host Ben Rogers uh, please join us next time as uh, we continue to educate you guys on hormones and all things integrated medicine. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.